Okay. Uh, welcome once again to the Morning Star Show, featuring your gracious and humble host, Super Slide Seventy Five. Um, I want to give a shout out to Ron the Boards, our producer extraordinaire, Cindy Ashby. Uh, you can also find us on uh, radio.com. We're also on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify for replays. Uh, oh, as the call-in number has changed, the call-in number now is 646-547-1305. Also, Please uh, feel free to donate any type amount of monies uh, that which go to the website and on air time. It's a labor of love, but what we we still live in a costly uh, world. If you appreciate the free content, please help us to keep the message uncensored and free. You can always donate through uh, through PayPal at onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. Also, if you would like uh, an advertisement slot, uh, hit us up at onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube on the Superslot 75. And uh, merchandise is always available at teespring.com forward slash Superslot 75. So it's been a while since I've been on. I've been on a very extended hiatus. Some part of it deserved. Other parts, I was just being a lazy ass. So I do apologize for that. I've got a myriad of topics I want to run through tonight before we get into the main topic. Uh, the first topic I want to talk about briefly Um I came out about uh, roughly last week. So the new thing with the uh, whole LGBT movement is, is uh, it's up and ran, running at full force. Now it is reported that cross-sex hormone therapy has been lowered down to the age of eight in U.S. government-funded studies. And the article here is cross-sex hormones may now be given to U.S. children as young as eight years old in a government-supported research program, despite the risks these drugs can pose, a doctor skeptical of transitioning gender dysmorphic kids has discovered. Uh, let's see what else. Um, now, through a the Freedom Information Act uh, that requests the minimum age of administration of cross-sex hormones had been lowered from 13 to 8 in a large five-year study being conducted at the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Uh, Dr. Johanna Olson Kennedy, who runs the Los Angeles study, received a $5.7 million grant from the NIH. Uh, Let's see. Now, already, children as young as eight or nine can be given puberty blockers, which halt the child's development into an an adult of their biological sex in preparation for taking the cross-sex hormones, which bestow the secondary sex characteristics of the opposite. According to the Endocrine Society and American Academy of Pediatrics guidelines, these drugs have not been FDA approved for this purpose and must be prescribed off-label. And their known side effects include interruption of normal brain and bone development, as well as increased risk of heart attack, stroke, and various types of cancer. My goodness. At the UK's notoriously progressive Tavistock Gender Clinic, girls treated with these drugs have reported greater emotional problems, dissatisfaction with their bodies, and even self-harm. 
Let's see what else is this article. 17 children from one UK school, uh, majority with autism, and uh, uh, develop autism in the process of changing their gender. Worse, uh, puberty blockers are administered on a wholly unscientific basis, uh, relying on the child's gender identity, which a recent court case defined as a person's core internal sense of their own gender as the primary criteria for initiating treatment. There is no objective test to diagnose this, yet we are giving very harmful therapies on the basis of no objective diagnosis as far as gender. Uh, Now, while proponents of the gender-affirming therapy downplay the risk of young teens and even preteens making decisions that will impact the rest of their lives, hormone therapy, both puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones, also usually renders the child sterile, a risk many children are not forward-thinking enough to consider. Uh, The Heritage panel featured detransitioner Walt Heyer, who called the current model of treatment child abuse and said he has spoken to many transgender individuals who consider who, who call transitioning the biggest mistake of their lives. For parents who believe they are placing their trust in doctors, knowing what's best for their child, panelist Dr. Marion Rudalago revealed that the AAP's 2016 guidelines on caring for trans identifying children were written by a 12 person panel on which less than half of the members were even physicians led by a 25-year-old trans-identified female, and one of those physicians worked at a clinic in which every single child who came in for a consultation was considered appropriate for transition. Doctors who do attempt to stand up to the current vogue in transitioning kids are bullied or harassed into silence, often losing their positions. Good golly. That's, yeah, that's, that's, uh, wow. Also, um, with the influx and the rise of vaccinations, especially out of New York, there's one lady uh, who was key and instrumental in ramping up the uh, the vaccinations being pressed so hard in New York by Bill de Blasio. This lady here, her name is Anita Kawatra, and she was appointed by Bill. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. That better? Wait a minute, hold on. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, Yeah, Anita Kawatra is the chief architect of global communications for the International AIDS Vaccine Initiative. She was appointed uh, to Bill de Blasio's uh, uh, staff regarding the vaccinations. Yes, five board members to the New York, the NYC Health and Hospitals. Um, Her backstory, basically, she used to work for Merck. And Merck is the one of the big pharma companies. And she her job there was executive communications at Merck and media relations and crisis management at Merck Medco. So she also prior to joining the IAVI, she had a 20 year career in life sciences and pharmaceuticals. Uh, She was an executive vice president at Edelman. She advised global health care firms on communications and public affairs. In her 12 years at Elan uh, Pharmaceuticals and its spinoff Prothena Biosciences, she had an Elan Scientific Relations, Public Affairs, and Corporate Marketing and Communications. Basically, she is the one that creates the narrative 
for you needing the vaccinations and the scenarios into which uh, would scare people into uh, making parents uh, get their kids the shots. So that's why the whole Rockland County vaccination with the measles epidemic kind of took place because it was this woman here that created the narrative that uh, gave Bill de Blasio to, to, to go ahead, the green light, to institute some of those laws uh, threatening to uh, find parents and, and with jail time if they didn't get their kids vaccinated. So Anita Kawatra. <clears throat> Next up. Let me see. There was one article about the pig's head. And I'm late on that one. Okay, so scientists had revived a dead pig's head. And it's uh, quite telling. Okay, so that story is scientists restore some function in the brains of dead pigs. Uh, the brains of dead pigs had been somewhat revived by scientists hours after the animals were killed in a slaughterhouse. Uh, the Yale University research team is careful to say that none of the brains regained the kind of organized electrical activity associated with consciousness or awareness. Still, the experiment described Wednesday in the Journal of Nature showed that a surprising amount of cellular function was either preserved or restored. Uh, the implications of this study have staggered ethicists as they contemplate how this research should move forward and how it fits into the current understanding of what separates the living from the dead. It was mind-blowing, says Nita Faharni, who studies the ethics of emerging technologies at Duke Law School. My initial reaction was pretty shocked. It's a groundbreaking discovery, but it also uh, really fundamentally changes a lot of what the existing beliefs are in neuroscience about the irreversible loss of brain function once there is that deprivation or the deprivation of oxygen to the brain. The brain is extremely sensitive to a lack of oxygen and shuts down quickly. But researchers have long known that viable cells can be moved from post-mortem brain hours after death. <clears throat> Such cells can be studied in a lab dish. Uh, but the problem is once you do that, you are losing the 3D organization of the brain. Um, some colleagues wonder whether it might be possible to study brain cells while leaving them in the intact organ. Doing so meant somehow supplying them with oxygen, nutrients, and various other cell protective chemicals. Uh, the scientists have spent the past six years developing a technique to do that, testing their methods on around 300 pig heads they obtained from a local pork processing center. This was really a shot in the dark project, says team member Stefano Daniel. We had no preconceived notion of whether or not this could work. After deciding on the final version of their technology, which they call BrainX, they did a detailed study on using 32 pig's heads Daniel says that while at the slaughterhouse, he and fellow researcher Zevermir Vajula flushed the brains to clear out residual blood and to cool down the tissue. Back at the lab, they removed the brains from the pig's heads and placed the isolated brains in an experimental chamber. The researchers hooked key blood vessels up to a device that pumped in a specially formulated chemical cocktail for six hours, starting about four hours after the pigs had been killed. These brains ended up looking dramatically different from pigs' brains that were left alone to deteriorate. We found that tissue and cellular structure is preserved and cell death is reduced. In addition, some, some molecular and cellular functions were restored. This is not a living brain, but it is clearly cellularly active brain. 
Now, the researcher's approach offers a new way to study brain diseases or injuries in the lab and to explore the basic biology of the brain. We could actually answer questions that we can't now. This is a real breakthrough for brain research. It's a new tool that bridges the gap between basic neuroscience and clinical research. <clears throat> uh, the Brain Initiative, which started in 2013 to accelerate neuroscience research, provided funding for the work. Now, the researchers also emphasized that the goal was definitely not to restore consciousness in these pigs' brains, because, no, they, they, they used a chip for that, uh, but it was something that the researchers were, were actively worried about. The scientists constantly monitored the pigs' brains' electrical activity. If they had seen any evidence that signals associated with consciousness had emerged, they would have used anesthesia and cooling to shut that down immediately so they can measure consciousness in the brain. They've been able to do that for a while now, so that's really nothing new. Uh, and the reason is that they didn't want to do an experiment that raises the ethical questions that would be raised if consciousness were being evoked in this brain without first getting some kind of serious ethical guidance. Uh, the special solution pumped into the brains included the anti-seizure drug, and which is also known to block or dampen neuronal activity. And that's because the researchers thought the brain cells might be better preserved uh, and their function might be better restored if they were not active. Uh, but the test done on the single cells taken from the pig's brains, which involved washing off the solution, showed that individual cells were capable of electrochemical responses. So it's unclear whether the team would have seen global electricity activity linked to the consciousness of the pig's brains if the neuronal activity blocker had been left out of the treatment or if the blocker had been removed after cells had been partly revived. Now, that's a very important question and one that we have discussed at length. We cannot speak with any scientific certainty to the point since we did not run those experiments. The potential ethical questions raised by this research range from how to protect animal welfare to how it might affect organ donation from declared people um, from people declared brain dead. Now, the science is so new that we all need to work together to think proactively about its ethical implications so that we can responsibly shape how this science moves forward. This all reminds me of the movie Overlord. <clears throat> so for those who haven't seen Overlord, uh, basically, the Nazis or the Germans, rather, uh, the scientists had uh, found a way to reanimate the dead. And this, they found a black substance underneath this town and they pretty much killed everybody in the town or they held everybody hostage to keep the secret. Right. So they're pumping this uh, stuff out of the ground and they're reanimating uh, the townsfolk using them as experiments, some dead soldiers. They have them in these like leathery cocoon sacks and uh, they come out uh, like super, superhuman, of uh, course, uh, limited brain functions. But uh, basically, this just sounds like one huge episode or one long uh, movie. Uh, and uh, like I said, Overlord was the, the first thing that came to mind when I'm, I'm reading this article. So uh, I would definitely go check that movie out because that would help kind of tie this together with this particular article, what they're doing with the, the pig's brain. So uh, that is that for that article. I don't want to jump into the main topic right now as of yet. And let me see what's going on in the chat. So I can I can address the people in the chat. Do 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 do. I see experiments, Jesuits. 
Also, once again, the call-in number is 646-547-1305. Uh, huh. Okay. So now I guess we're going to get into the to the heart of tonight's show. All right. So this episode is uh, is inspired uh, basically by my my guy Mac, aka Form Runner, and I only heard of this thing in passing. And he mentioned it to me, and he told me to look into it. And I'm like, cool. All right. So um, it's called the double line or double slit theory. Or like the string theory. So let me give you the layman's terms of what this thing is, basically. Uh, without quantum physics, string theory could not exist. Okay. Uh, the experiment that proved that lights act like a wave was the double slit experiment. It showed a beam of light passing through two slits in a barrier, resulting in light and dark interferences bands on a screen. Now, this sort of interference is called a hallmark of wave behavior, meaning that light had to be in the form of waves. <clears throat> These interference patterns in light had been observed in Isaac Newton's time in the work of Francesco Maria Grimaldi. These experiments were vastly improved upon by the youngster, the young experimenter Thomas Young in 1802. I'll get more into the backstory of Thomas Young. Now, for the experiment to work, the light passing through the two slits needed to have the same wavelength. Now, today you can accomplish this with lasers, but they weren't available in Young's days. So he came up with an ingenious way to get a single wavelength. He created a single slit and let light pass through that. And then that light went through two slits. Now, because the light passing through the two slits came from the same source, they were in phase with each other and the experiment worked. And here's a bunch of... Uh, diagrams and all that good stuff but um here's the main the main issue so interference means that you add amplitude of waves uh, where high and low amplitudes overlap they cancel each other out resulting in dark bands if high amplitudes overlap the amplitude of the total wave is the sum of them and the same happens with low amplitudes resulting in light bands now this dual behavior was a problem facing einstein's photo theory of light because though the photon had a wavelength, according to Einstein, it was still a particle. Now, how could a particle possibly have a wavelength? Conceptually, it made no real sense. <clears throat> now, in 1923, Frenchman uh, Louis de Bro proposed a new bold theory. Particles of matter also have wavelengths and could be and could and could behave as waves just as photons did. Uh, so now that's the that's the dummy version of it. Now let me get into the smart version of it. Okay. So now the the question is, uh, does a massive quantum particle such as an atom in a double slit experiment behave differently depending on when it's observed? Now why I'm asking that question is because there was a movie that made a reference to this. And it's called The Escape Room. And if you've never seen escape room, it's about, you know, people, uh, there's escape rooms, parties and uh, clubs where you go into these rooms, these settings that, that are designed to, you have to find clues to get out to the next room, so on and so forth. So in this particular movie, this group called the Minos group creates these escape rooms. There's no real way to escape without someone having to get killed. 
but the one particular young sister, her name was Zoe, and she was told by one of her professors that, you know, things tend to act a different way when they know they're being observed. So she kind of figured out her key to beating part of the game, at least for her, was to um, act differently when they found out they were being observed by the group, right? She was like, okay, we need to do something different to kind of alter the game or change the behavior of the game. Because, you know, once it's like your children, you know, when your children know you're watching them, of course, they're going to act a certain way. But once they're by themselves or amongst their, their kin or their peers with no parental, no known parental supervision, they kind of act whole, a little bit different than what you expect. So this is what we're asking here with these particles, uh, because apparently with this experiment, the particles, when knowing it's being observed, they act and behave in a very different manner. <clears throat> so John Wheeler's famous delayed choice uh, experiment asked this question in 1978. And the answer had been realized with massive particles for the first time. Uh, the results demonstrates that it does not make sense to decide whether a massive particle can be described by its wave or, or particle behavior until a measurement has been made. Uh, the techniques uh, used could have practical applications for future physics research and perhaps for information theory. Now, bear with me. Okay. So, of course, once again, in the famous double slit experiment, single, single particles such as photons pass one at a time through a screen containing two slits. If either path is monitored, a photon seemingly passes through one slit or the other and no interference will be seen. Conversely, if neither is checked, a photon will appear to have passed through both slits simultaneously before interfering with itself acting like a wave. In 1978, American theoretical physicist John Wheeler proposed a series of thought experiments where he wondered whether a particle apparently going through a slit could be considered to have a well-defined trajectory in which it passes through one slit or both. In the experiments, the decision to observe the photons is made only after they've been emitted thereby testing the possible effects of the observer. For example, what happens if the decision to open or close one of the slits is made after the particle has committed to pass through one slit or both? If an interference pattern is seen when the second slit is open, this would force us to either conclude that our decision to measure the particle's path affects its past decision about which path to take or to abandon the classical concept that a particle's position is defined independent of our measurement. I know this sounds really heady stuff, but if you understand the gist of what I'm saying, you could pretty much uh, almost uh, guarantee a, a, a desired result when it comes to particles. Okay, so let me get into the backstory of who um, Thomas Young was. Okay. Now, one of the milestones of the science, science of light commemorated during this International Year of Light and Light-Based Technologies is the notion of light as a wave proposed by Fresnel in 1815. 
That is the celebration of the second centenary of the presentation of Augustine Fresno's paper titled Premier Memoir sur de Diffraction de la Lemure before the Academy of Sciences in Paris on October 15, 1815, and which was published the following year. Fresnel contributed significantly to the establishment of the wave theory of light, and thereafter the, this theory was very successful and resulted in a flood of new discoveries. Now, however, it was a British physician named Thomas Young who demonstrated the, the wave nature of light Contrary to the ideas of Newton, who believed light was composed of a stream of particles through the double slit experiment, known today as Young's light interference experiment. Thomas Young was born on June 13, 1773 in Milverton in southwest England in a Quaker family. He was the eldest of 10 children, received a strict upbringing. He was a genius child. Uh, when he was two years old, he was able to read and at the age of six, he had read the Bible twice from beginning to end. He knew, he knew dozens of languages, including Latin and ancient Greek. Young studied medicine, but ultimately, ultimately he did not, uh, did not succeed as a doctor, partly because of his inability to comfort patients. He was very uh, pragmatic, very strict, uh, very unfeeling, which is not his fault. He was just about the science, about the business. Okay, When he was 28... Young abandoned the medical practice to join the Royal Institution of London. In two years, he delivered 91 lectures. He was one of the first people to decipher Egyptian hieroglyphics and played a key role in decoding the Rosetta Stone. Wow. He was also a great linguist, the first in, in identifying numerous similarities between languages that he himself called Indo-European languages. So if you hear that term, Indo-European, that's Thomas Young. He broke it all down. Young also conducted studies on vision and the human eye, and he proposed the three-color theory of, vis of vision, which is red, blue, and green, I believe. Only confirmed 150 years later, he also conducted research on sound, on hearing, and on the human voice, and that, uh, and that was when he wondered if the sound and light would have had the same wave nature. Also, the Encyclopedia Britannica summarizes Young as an English physician and physicist who established the principle of interference of light and thus resurrected the century-old wave theory of light. He was also an e Egyptologist who helped decipher the Rosetta Stone, yada, yada, yada. Uh, in fact, Young held discoveries in virtually every field that he studied, including physics, engineering, and physiology. Okay. Now, his major con contribution to the field of light is the double slit th experiment, which uh, has been considered not only one of the most uh, most beautiful experiments in physics, but also the favorite favorite experiment with light. Uh, with this experiment, Young challenged the theories of Sir Isaac Newton and proved that light is a wave because light suffers the phenomenon of interference that is typical of waves. Now, between 1801 and 1803, Young delivered a series of lectures to the Royal Society underlying the wave theory of light and adding to it new fundamental concept, the so-called principle of interference. The double-slit experiment is a simple experiment which allowed Thomas Young to demonstrate convincingly the wave nature of light for the first time. Now, when the waves emerging from two narrow slits are superimposed on a screen, 
placed at some distance parallel to the line connecting these slits, a pattern of bright and dark fringes regularly spaced appears on the screen. This is called an interference pattern. This is the first clear proof that light added to light can produce darkness. Interference is accompanied by a spatial redistribution of the optical intensity without violation of power conservation. This phenomenon is known as interference. And thanks to this experiment, the intuitive ideas of Huygens uh, regarding the wave nature of light were confirmed. Thomas Young had expected it, be, uh, expected it because he believed in the wave theory of light and his own judgment. This was the most important of many of his, uh, his, uh, of his achievements. Um, okay, so... Uh, also, I mean, this, it's, it's, this is heady stuff. This is really heady. And it took me about a week to kind of wrap my head around all this stuff. Um, so let me keep going on. Okay. So on, on never, November 12th, 1801, Young gave the Beccarian lecture titled on the, on theory, on the theory of light and colors unto the Royal Society. Uh, in the latter, he was able to proffer more than speculations presenting the experimental demonstration of the general law of light interference and an argument of interference respecting the nature of light, concluding that light is a wave. As all waves known that are period needed a material medium for their propagation, as happens with sound waves and water waves. Due to this, in his lecture of 1801, Young pointed out that light propagated in a medium, the luminiferous ether, concluding that luminiferous ether pervades universe, rare and elastic in high degree, and he didn't have a doubt that radiant light consists in undulations of the luminiferous ether. He also stated the sensation of different colors depends on different frequency frequency of vi uh, vibrations excited by the light in the retina. So certain... Um, so we all understand that different colors vibrate at different frequencies. So like the the atmosphere or to take the sky, the, the blue, the you know, blue has the, the longest wavelength, I believe. Therefore, the eye, our eyes pick it up because it's either the longest or the shortest. I forget. Either way, um, if blue had was to function or had a different frequency, we would pick it up at a different color. So certain colors emit certain wake, uh, free, uh, vibrations and that the eye is able to pick them up given whatever situation it is, which is uh, basically is all a basic color magic at the end of the day. You know, which color magic, certain colors resonate a little bit more than others, depending on who the person is receiving the colors. All right, so let's continue. Uh, okay. Now, in 1803, however, almost nobody accepted immediately Young's radical ideas about the nature of light. Young published his, in 1807 his magnus opus, A Course of Lectures on Natural Philosophy and Mechanical Arts, consisting of two quarter volumes running to more than 1,500 pages, uh, which was described as the greatest and most original of all general lectures courses. Uh, the double slit experiment is described in lecture 39 on his book, including a series of diagrams about the experiment. Mm, okay. Now that is Thomas Young's contribution to confirming what is no longer a theory, what is actual, is actual science at this point. Uh, let's see. Now, 
getting back to the experiment itself and, and photons. Now, going back to Wheeler, while Wheeler conceived of this purely as a thought experiment, experimental advances allowed uh, Alan Aspect and colleagues at the Institute of D.L. Paik, Ecole Normale Superior de Cochrane, and the National Center for Scientific Research, all in France, to actually perform it in 2007 with single photons, using beam splitters in place of the slits envisioned by Wheeler by inserting or removing a second beam splitter randomly the researchers could either recombine the two paths or leave them separate, making it impossible for an observer to know which path a photon had taken. They showed that if the second beam splitter was inserted, even after the photon would have passed the first, an interference pattern was created. Now, the wave-particle duality of quantum mechanics dictates that all quantum objects, massive or otherwise, can behave as either particles or waves. Okay. Uh, Wheeler's experiments using atoms deflected by laser pulses in place of photons deflected by mirrors and beam splitters. The helium atoms released one by one from an optical diode trap fell under gravity until they were hit by a laser pulse, which deflected them into an equal superposition of two monumentum or two momentum states traveling in different directions with an adjustable phase difference. That was the first beam splitter. The researchers then decide whether to apply a second laser pulse to recombine the two states and create mixed states, one formed by adding the two waves and one formed by subtracting them by using a quantum random number generator. When applied, this final laser pulse made it impossible to tell which of the two paths the photon had traveled along. The team ran through the experiment repeatedly, varying the phase difference through the paths. Jeez. Um, <laughs> okay. Now, Truscott's team found that when the second laser pulse was not applied, the probability of the atom being detected in each of the mo uh, momentum states was 0.5, regardless of the phase lag between the two. However, application uh, of the second pulse produced a distinct sine wave interference pattern. When the waves were perfectly in phase on arrival at the beam splitter, they interfered constructively, always entering the state formed by adding them. When the waves were in antiphase, however, they interfered destructively and were always found in the state formed by subtracting them. This means that accepting our classical intuition about particles traveling well-defined paths would indeed force us into accepting backward causation. 99.9% uh, .9 of physicists would say that the measurement without the beam splitter is in or out brings the, observ the observable into reality and that the point that the particle decides whether to become a wave or a, to become a, a wave or a particle. So they know the point at which it decides to be a wave or a particle. They've, they've already mastered that part of it. They figured that part out. Now, I guess the bigger question would be, are these things conscious to a point where it makes its own decision? Clearly, because these things do what they want to do uh, when not under observation. And then when under observation, they clearly do what uh, they think the observer wants to do. So now you have to ask yourself, does consciousness uh, even include uh, particles, atoms, uh, you know, quirks, things of that nature? 
Um, this is, I mean, it's it's heady stuff, but to me, it's. I mean, I I find, uh, I try to find, uh, you know. I try to find something, you know, uh, fun about all this stuff. I mean, even though it's like this would put the most the average person to sleep, but if you think about it on a, on a quantum level, and of course, you know, Avengers Endgame is right around the corner, and you know, you think about Ant Man, and they keep mentioning the quantum realm, and then all of a sudden, everyone's talking about quantum mechanics and quantum computers. This stuff makes sense, and this stuff is um, it's all around us, and they are really pushing forward with the quantum. Uh, just a quantum uh, way of life uh, because you can affect things at, the, at its very base. <clears throat> you know, uh, it's the basis for time travel. Uh, you know, in Ant-Man, they go to the quantum realm. Of course, they shrink really, really small, smaller than, smaller than cells. And you, they're able to uh, extend their lives. And, uh, you know, the, the, the physical structure of the, of the person either stays or reverts to a certain extent in the quantum realm. So this is pretty, pretty interesting, heady stuff. I, I find interesting in it because I'm a nerd at the end of the day. This stuff does interest me. Uh, it should interest you because at some point, your lives, our lives will be uh, somewhat based on quantum uh, interactions with machinery, computers, even, even each other as far as uh, on that level. So I'm going to take a water break and I will be back. Within the next two minutes, and we'll continue talking about the double slit theory. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Yeah, that, that'll work. Uh, you know I do. I, I I like to wing it, and then hopefully the calls, <laughs> the calls are taking me through. I should be okay. Yeah, I, 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 well, I was in New York for a little bit, and and then I, I got lazy. I'll be the first to admit I was being a lazy ass that last go around because uh, I had a rough day at work, and but I'm back. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, Sandy keeps reminding me. He's like, you know, it's been since February, right? And I'm just like, stop. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. I mean, yeah, I'm like, shit. I, yeah, that's, uh, that's a long damn time. So, yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Man, my bad, man. Yeah, that's that's my bad, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, that's, that's, like I said, I take, I take full blame for that. So that's, yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't see how, um, you know, everyone else does it like once a week. Cause I'm like, man, I would, I would, I run out of topics. I mean, every week. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Once again, welcome back to the Morning Star Show featuring Super Slot Seventy Five. I am he. I also want to give a quick shout out to Ron the Boards, producer Cindy Ashby. Uh, you can always find us on www.onthewakeupradio.com. We're also on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher for the replays and Spotify. I may I may add, the call-in number is. Six four six five four seven one three zero five. Also, please feel free to donate any amounts of monies that go to the website and airtime. It is a labor of love, but we live in a costly world. If you appreciate the free content, please help us keep the message uncensored and free. You can always donate uh, to us through uh, PayPal at onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like an advertisement slot, hit us up on onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. You can find me on YouTube. And also, merchandise is available at teespring.com forward slash super slash 75. All right. So, I'm going to divert a little bit. 
Um, basically, since we were talking about the double slit theory, um, basically photons and, and particles acting like waves um, or choosing to choosing to act like waves given uh, certain conditions. Um, I want to get shift energies a little bit. I want to talk about the uh, the theory or the reason why the, your music that you listen to is tuned to 440 hertz as opposed to 432 hertz and the reasons why and with the significance, the pros and cons of, of the 440 versus the, four th- the 432. Now, um, <clears throat> in 1936, the American Standards Association recommended that uh, that, that the uh, a note A uh, above middle C be tuned to 440 hertz. Okay, this standard was to be called the International Concert Pitch. Okay, now, in the words of Confucius, if one should desire to know whether a kingdom is well governed, if its morals are good or bad, the quality of its music will furnish the answer. That's some deep shit. I need to repeat that again. (laughs) I say, if one should desire to know whether a kingdom is well governed, if its morals are good or bad, the quality of its music will furnish the answer. Wow. That's so appropriate in today's time, given the uh, the state of today's music, namely hip-hop, with, uh, with us as our people, whatever. Now, um, the original 432 hertz is known as Verdi's A. It is an alternative tuning that is mathematically consistent with nature. So we all know nature functions at 432 hertz. Uh, music used to be based on 432 hertz. It transmits beneficial healing energy because it is a pure tone of math fundamental to nature. Now, there is a theory that the change from 432 to 440 was dictated by Nazi propaganda minister Joseph Goebbels. He used it to make people think and feel a certain manner and to make them a prisoner of certain consciousness. Then around 1940, the United States introduced 440 hertz worldwide, and finally, in 1953, it became the, the ISO 16 standard. Now, what is 440, uh, the actual 440 hertz itself? Now, if there's a diagram that you can find online, now, when they pump, they had a, a glass of water, and they shot waves of at 432 hertz through the water, and it took pictures of both it and at 440 and this difference is pretty astounding um the 440 hertz water uh tight coils um it, it's you have to look at it just i can't explain it to you you have to see it for yourself uh it's very uh it just looks very convoluted like very busy a lot of very chaotic the water with the 432 hertz uh, looked a little clear. You saw some shapes to it. You know, it looked it looked more natural, if I may say that myself. Okay, now, 440 hertz is an unnatural standard of tuning frequency. Uh, it removed from the sacred of uh, sacred vibrations and overtones that has declared war on the subconscious and the mind of the Western man. In a paper entitled "Musical Cult Control," Dr. Leonard Horowitz writes: "The music industry features this imposed frequency that is hurting." populations into greater aggression, psychosocial agitation, and emotional distress 
predisposing people to physical illness. Okay. Let's see what else. Now, uh, they're success- successfully lowering the vibrations of not only the young generation, but the rest of us as well. These destructive frequencies entertain the thoughts towards disruption, disharmony, and disunity. Additionally, they also stimulate the controlling organ of the body, the brain, into a disharmonious resonance, which ultimately creates disease and war. Okay. Uh, Throughout history, numerous clues and hints regarding geometry and frequency have been staring at us all, calling to us and waiting for us to put the pieces together like a giant puzzle. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Okay, so the answer lies in frequency harmonics. We measure sound frequencies and vibrations per cycles, uh, and and vibration cycles per second, and the numbers listed when played as frequencies just to happen to mirror the exact harmonic patterns found in nature. Uh, The thing is, the timekeeping unit known as the second did not exist until quite recently in our history. So how could our ancestors have known about these harmonies? Uh, the 60-based mathematical system that led to the creation of the second is of the second is thousands of years old. Okay, now more people think I sent you. Okay, uh, let's see. Now, Nassim Haramain, he is a director of research for the Resonance Project. Okay. Universe, in his words, universal tuning to 432 hertz makes sense because it creates such incredible resonance naturally in the structure of space as evidenced by uh, the image of the 432 uh, frequency being played into a fluid medium and image, a process known as semantics or cymatics. Okay. The story of how we all ended up tuning the note A to 440 is a long one with many different factors coming into play. The point is to move forward with our knowledge of physics, frequency, vibration, and the universe in general, and work toward increasing coherency, resonance, and by tuning our minds and literally our instruments into a naturally occurring high-frequency resonance. So that, in a nutshell, is what happened, is why your music is the way it, basically, the way it sounds, the way it is. And now with all the uh, computer programs that producers use to make the music, because they don't no longer use instruments anymore. Uh, all your computer programs are tuned to that particular frequency and and a couple others um, off the top as well, too. <clears throat> so let me check on people in the chat. Yeah, the, you're, you're never going to get your music uh, back at 432. Uh, when you're talking about wave files, lossless files, rare, uh, RAR rare files, I mean, the, everything's been... The concept of, of well, all of your files, just everything's been tuned since basically the 60s. You would have to find music from the 30s, 40s, 20s, and the 1900s. And even then, when they go to remaster a lot of these music, they re, they retune it to 440 hertz. So the the odds of you finding some old music at 432 is not going to happen. So... um yeah, you would have to have some old, uh, some standard reel-to-reel tapes. 
the old school stuff that actually spins around. People don't even these young kids don't even know what a reel to reel is, or like a dat machine. Um, some I mean some really really old stuff that hasn't been tampered with for the most part. Like I said, all your music, old and new, has pretty much been remastered and retuned to four forty hertz. So yeah, even the guy, even the vinyls, uh, the new the newer press vinyls, it's all been tuned. There's like there's no way for you to really get around that. I know people are like, well, there's ways around. No, they covered all their all their bases basically. So that is that with that. Uh, so once again, let me see the call in number as always is six four six five four seven one three zero five. It is five till the hour. Yeah, this is why music has always been called uh, the way to soothe the savage beast, but you can also stir the beast as well. Um, a lot of your bass drums, um, your 808 sounds, uh, for all my producers out there, you know what I'm talking about. Your 808s, uh, your 806s, um, all your basses are just tuned at just crazy low levels. I remember back in the day, DJ Magic Mike, he had bass tuned so low that um, <laughs> people people would blow out their woofers because they, they couldn't hear it. But, you know, the speaker picks it up and it's at, like I said, it's at a ridiculously low level and you turn it, you crank your shit up so loud end up on a bunch of woofers and he he was a, a pioneer i think people don't give him credit for tuning uh his his bass levels so low um i don't think he inadvertently understood what he was doing long term but um uh, when it comes to you know your bass sound i'm not I don't, I don't it's not so much luke i mean magic mike specifically tuned his stuff way 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 down you know so um so yeah, that's 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 the uh, the beauty and the curse of, of music. And Mitchell Lewis, thank you, uh, Super Slide Seventy Five. Keep doing your thing, brother. I'm late, but pre- frequency ma- manipulation is happening. Yes, all day, every day. Five G. Um, they're still trying to get the five G thing up on. I mean, it's up in certain cities. They're doing test runs right now. The only thing at this point is convincing everyone to dump their old phones for the newer five G phones, and then be, being able to retrofit your current phones to work on the 5g signals coming up soon which they'll be able to do uh, they got the technology to do it so what they'll probably do is just send out an update for most phones and say hey for your phone to work on this 5g compatible system you have to install this update and if you don't it won't work so that's how they're going to get you regardless you know so <clears throat> yeah uh, also in the chat, normal person can't hear. Yeah, you're hearing as you get older, you're hearing you get shot. Remember that app? Or oh, it wasn't even an app. Back in the day, uh, maybe tw- 20 years ago, there was a game you could play. And you, you play the, the push the sound in a room full of kids and adults. And the kids could hear the sound and then the, and the adults couldn't. Like, And if you're like right in the middle of that age group, you could barely hear it. Um, there was an app where kids on their phones would know their phones were ringing but the parents couldn't tell because they couldn't hear the, they couldn't hear the vibration at that at that high and the kids could know when they were getting phone calls text messages i mean this is, this is pretty old stuff because i remember it in high school i had it in high school and i could hear the beep it's like a hearing test basically you know you guys when you go to the hearing test the left right you hear the beeps and the buzzes that's exactly what it was like but the adults couldn't hear shit and you know kids would be on their phones and they're like you know how how do you know it was ringing? It's like I heard the the phone call. I heard the phone ring. So yeah, 
Yeah, so that is with that with as far as the music manipulation. I'm surprised you guys haven't heard of I don't remember that that particular app on your phones. Like it was pretty uh it was pretty widespread as far as the kids. So uh let's see what else. What else do we want to talk about tonight? Oh, uh, you know what? Um let me deviate just a little bit. Uh, the, this YM Melly, people keep hit, hit me about the YM Melly story, the guy who basically killed or sacrificed his two friends. Listen, um, they're going to watch this kid. This kid's going to die in prison, either by death penalty or just old age. Um, outside looking in and just going off what's been reported, I think this looks like a sacrifice going wrong. I don't know where at what point it went wrong. Uh, I think maybe the kid was a bit overzealous, trying to kill two people at once. Um, I'm not the biggest YML fan, but I, I was aware of the kid. And if you look at that kid's mugshot, man, he's possessed by something, like without question. That kid was not him. And clearly it was a greater force uh, inside that kid's body doing what it was instructed to do. So, uh, you know, I feel bad that two people are dead, his friends, his best friends, but they're going to watch that kid. He's done whatever offerings he made to whatever entities. They took it and they're just going to uh, leave him out to dry. He's, he's toast. He's toast. I don't think even, I'm not sure if they even offered a plea deal. I think the first plea deal I heard was 50 years, but he's not going to make it. He's not going to make it. And, um, you know, once again, these kids, uh, what do you do, man? These kids come from broken homes and, uh, you know, they, they see a way out. And for the most part, they're going to take it. Uh, my bad. I'm sorry. What you say? Oh, okay. Shit. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. I, I, I'm 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 still shocked that people. It's 2019. People, listen. People are gonna still gonna sell out for fame and riches. Like it's just not going to stop. Um, I, I would I would tell people to kind of kind of get over it. You should be used to this by now. Like at this point, nothing should surprise you. Um, I mean, perfect example. Uh, the song Happy, Pharrell. There's a demon named Happy. H-A-P-I, if I believe correctly. And uh, they played that song to death. And the funny thing was that song had came out on the uh, soundtrack of a of an animated film a few years prior. And it was a slow burn. It was one of those uh, the Minions movies, right? It was on a soundtrack. And um, they played that song so much. I'm like, what is this happy thing all about? And I looked it up. And there's an actual demon named Happy. So... For that two year span, when they when they uh, play that song to death and you guys are all singing, jumping and singing, I'm so happy. And then he's in, and he's on the and, and then Pharrell had the had the bellboy hop, the bellhop outfit <laughs> perform at the music awards show. Uh, yeah, we were all giving energy to that demon named Happy. Despicable Me. Thank you. Yes, that was the name of the the, the soundtrack, the Despicable Me, Despicable Me soundtrack, the first one. So, um. I, I I don't know. I think older people, for some odd reason, are still like, I can't believe they're doing all this for money. For what? Like, 
why wouldn't they? What else would you do all this for? For the most part, what is the whole reason we get up and go to work at jobs we hate and deal with people we don't like, right? To make money. So what your situation is not any different than theirs, at least, and I'm not giving an, an excuse or defense, but their, I don't know, their reward is, 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 uh, comes a little bit sooner, right? They get their money in a lump sum, as opposed to we work for 30, 40 years and you might get a check, you know, uh, you might get a social security check, you might get a pension check. So, and especially if you're working for a company that helps finance slave trades, human trafficking, all this good stuff, it, it's really no different. I, you can't convince me to separate the two, right? Um, but once again, if you had a talent or a skill set and you believe in your skill set and you want the world to, to, know, to notice your talent and there's certain things you got to do to get it out there, for the most part, most people would take the bait. It's it's a raw deal. It is what it is. Um, I just it just I'm I'm it's funny to me now. People are just like, oh my god, they're still. Why would you get into music business? Yo yo yo. It's like yo, they're going the business, music business is not going out of business. It's not going anywhere. Never has, never will. It's going to be around for a very very long time. The music business will you know outlive us all to certain to a certain extent. Um. Like I said, I would never judge anybody's situation unless you're in their situation. Um, but the sacrificing thing, you know, off enough, lo- you know, loved ones and friends and family. That's uh, that's a dicey situation. You know, we all sacrifice something to a certain extent. Um, but I guess it's, I guess it depends on your moral compass, what you deem, uh, what lines you will cross and you, what lines you will not cross. I'm I'm getting along with it. I'm sorry, but uh, I I just the case is just fascinating to me. Like clearly, this dude took a cue from whatever and did his people's in like that. And you know his his handlers are just gonna hang him out to dry, unfortunately. So he should be a cautionary tale. But it's gonna be more Wyamelli's, you know, moving forward. This is he's not gonna be the first or the last, right? So yeah, that that is what it is with that. I got I got diverted off that. Sorry, guys. Um, let me see. Oh yes. Um, another off topic. I went to go see uh, the Curse of La Llorona. The backstory was interesting. I'm seeing a lot of more Mexican movies being told. Okay, so we had. The two-girl Mexican movie came out in February. I forget what the hell it was called. It was, it was laughable. but it, And now we got an, a, a Mexican vigilante movie coming out called El Chicano coming out next month, right? And I, I'm looking at the chats. Uh, Griff, brother, we're we going to see. Because from what I've been told, I'm, I'm correct so far. But I'm, I'm going to go see Avengers Thursday night. I will as soon as I come back home. I'm gonna do a late live stream, and I'm gonna spill the beans. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my list out of people who owe me money that I've been proved right. But anywho, I'm getting off I'm getting off track. Um, seeing a lot of a lot of Mexican folklore movies being you know being put into the big screen, which is you know it's cool. So La La Llorona, 
basically the backstory is um, well, the most popular backstory is there was this very beautiful woman and she's so beautiful, you know, yada, yada, yada. One guy came and swooped her off her feet. They had a kid. They had, they got married they had kids. They had two kids. And she was uh, to the point where she, you know, she's like, she's the most beautiful woman. No one could ever steal her husband away from her. Lo and behold, he meets a more beautiful woman. And he's a, he's a businessman. He travels a lot. He's always gone, right? So word got out that he went and married this woman or they had a relationship and she found out about it. So to pay the man back or what she thought was payback, she drowned her two kids in the river, right? Despite her her husband, because she, she thought no one could ever steal her beauty. Fine. They try her. They find her guilty. They sentence her to death. So now in the afterlife, they say, look, you can't you can't come in here. You can't cross until you find your kids. Right. You got to find your kids. And uh, so basically she steals kids thinking they're hers to cross over to the other side. And. uh, Yeah, I just thought it was a a rather interesting. I mean, it's it's a it's a poorly made movie. Let's just. It's a poorly made movie, but the the folklore behind it was pretty was pretty cool. Um, you didn't have enough Mexican actors in key roles per se. Like the caseworker was an American woman, and because of the caseworker um, being as nosy as she is, she's the one that pretty much got the two kids pretty much killed in the in the movie. At the end of the day, uh, it was just like Mama the movie, Mama. The yeah, like that. The, the spirits attached to these these kids, and whatever the case may be. So it's, it's this whole cat and mouse scenario, and uh, yeah, it was it was a crappy movie, but the folklore behind it was pretty interesting. Uh, I think the, the the director is one of James Wan's people. Um, so yeah, it's pass on on the La Llorona, y'all. Pass on that. <clears throat> so Lane, let me go to the chat and see what they're talking about. About you guys are talking about sacrifices, sacrifices. Also, the call in number, don't forget, is 646 547 1305. There's a reference to Lilith. Yeah, Lilith, the first wife of Adam, who was banished uh, from the Garden of Eden because she didn't want to submit to a man. Not only did she not didn't want to submit to Adam, I guess she didn't. The other story, part of the story goes, she didn't want to have missionary sex. With Adam, that means she had to be underneath Adam, and she refused to be underneath Adam. So she got banished, and, I, and then Adam was crying and whining. Uh, he went to God, and God sent the three angels out to go talk to her. And she's like, "Nah, the hell with all y'all." So basically, <laughs> in some folklore, some religions, uh, yes, Lilith is associated with SIDS um, or uh, missing children or sick children. So yeah, it's a pretty pretty old old story so yeah she's pretty much the spawn for all um anything that deals with kids being sick or ill that that's you can attribute that to to lilith yeah yeah oh um yeah once again sidetrack game of thrones i'm into it uh i'm looking forward to see the episode three um, here's the thing with here. I, here's my thing about Game of Thrones, how I think it's going to end. I think 
Daenerys with her lust for to get back on the throne, right? Because she that's all she cares about is getting back on the throne. That's all she gives a fuck about is, is the throne. She is um, acting just like her father, right? Blinded by the throne. That's what got him killed too. Um, I think it's going to be her downfall because remember when John revealed his uh, his his heritage to her, she gave him that look like, oh, now nah, just another obstacle in my way. Like you're gonna. Because, you know, John being a Targaryen, he's the last male emperor. So he gets first crack at the throne, of course, which wrecks all of Daenerys' plans. Right. And um, that I think part of that's going to be her undoing. I hope she gets killed. I, I, I hope they kill Daenerys. Um, he, he, like she's 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 power hungry. She's no better than Cersei. Right. At least Cersei has a half-ass reason for being the way she is. But I, I think Daenerys is, um, you know, also still, I think I, I, I think John, their kid, will be the one to unite the North and the South. It's not going to be John per se, right? Because even when, it, when, when um, Daenerys is talking to, uh, talking to Sansa, you know, Sansa was like, well, what about the North? What about the North? And she didn't answer the question before they were interrupted. So I think it will be, it will be their kid that unites the North and the South. I'm thinking that the last episode, maybe one of those episodes where it goes 20 years into the future. And if you see the, 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 the unification of the North and the South, I hope that's what they do. You know, um, I, I really hope they kill Daenerys. I'm tired of Daenerys. I, I really am. Um, we have no idea who the Night King is. I'm curious who the Night King is. I've heard the theories. They say he's a Stark. They say he's a, uh, you know, I've heard all the Night King theories. Uh, do I think he makes it to the end of the season? I don't think so. Because the bigger issue outside of the, the of the Night King is the throne and the unification of the North and the South. That's the biggest. That's always been the main issue. Not so much the Night King. Right. So, man, I really just going to tangent with this motherfucking Game of Thrones shit. So I, I, I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah. Really, without the dragons, Daenerys is not shit. You take away her dragons, she ain't shit, man. <laughs> I agree with the chat. She really ain't nothing. nothing. Yeah, right? It's like she has a gun and everyone has swords. Like, okay, the guy with the person with the guns obviously is going to be, you know, the, the more powerful person. But, yeah, the, um, we'll see. Um, the war, you know, the, at the end of the episode two, uh, the Night King's generals show up, right? Um Lady Brienne gets knighted, which is cool. Um, Arya, or no, it's the, the young one. You know, she popped her cherry, whatever. You know, and a um, lot of lot of character development in this in this uh, this episode too. A lot of character development, and I think you know, I think Brienne gets killed. Um, I think I see a lot of people getting killed next next week. A lot of people, a lot of fa- a fan favorites going to get killed. You know. But yeah, you know, also with that that Game of Thrones, Daenerys is like, you know, the the white woman god because you know how she uh, was received by the the Thraki, you know how they the whole image of them lifting her up over her their heads and then passing her, you know, the whole symbolism. Y- y'all peeped it, y'all seen it, you know, so you know what I'm talking about. Uh, okay. Oh shit! Um, man, I don't. I don't... Oh, okay. 
I just need to hold the phone this way in. Uh, so yeah, I'm, let's let's um, that's my my Game of Thrones rant, my Game of Thrones rant. So with that being said, let's take a quick break, and we'll wrap up this the next forty five minutes. I'll be back in two minutes, guys. Yeah, I can hear you. What what season are you in? Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. My bad, my bad. I, man, you, I, you know what's funny? Because when I see this stuff, I'm usually like the last one to, to catch anything. And I'm like, man, let me hurry and get, you know, get caught up because everyone else is beating me to the punch. Okay. Yeah. Man, I, I yeah, I, I I got a couple of I people hit me with they they DM me a couple of spoilers. I'm like, okay, okay, got it, got it. So I'm just like, you know what? Um, let me get just one song. I'll just, I'll just run out the rest of the show. My bad. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna start prefacing spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm gonna start saying spoiler alert before. I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, and we're back. It is the uh, Morning Star Show featuring Super Slot Seventy Five. You can find us on uh, www.onthewakeupradio.com. We are on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify for the replays. The call-in number is six four six five four seven one three zero five. Also, you can find me on YouTube on the Super Slot Seventy Five. Merchandise is available at teespring.com forward slash superslot75. 
Also, please feel free to donate any, any monies. <clears throat> Uh, we'll go to the website and airtime is a labor of love, but we still live in a costly world. If you appreciate the free content, please help us keep the message uncensored and free. You can donate to us at PayPal at underwakeupradio at gmail.com. Also, if you like an advertisement slot, you can hit us up at, hit us up at uh, underwakeupradio at gmail.com. Uh, also, quickly, let me thank uh, Marty McFly. Uh, I need to thank D Felder. And I need to thank Mr. Grandjoy. Thank you guys for the super chats. I appreciate that. Thank you. I didn't forget. I didn't forget you guys. So um, getting off my Game of Thrones rant, I'm going to try to finish out this next the next 40 minutes and not bore you guys to death. Um, the call-in number, once again, is 646-547-1300. Um, okay. So, um, without naming names per se, I've seen a lot of people get exposed out here. A lot of, uh, religious conscious leaders, uh, bones are being drug out of the closet for whatever reasons. Um, shame on people for putting people on pedestals. And, uh, listen, I understand we all do wrong. We all fall short. And, you know, we all make amends, but if the actions don't match the deeds, you know, there's one particular guy, I don't want to rail on him, but I found out that, let me find, let me find it where, real quick. So I thought his case was resolved. It is not resolved. His case is still pending. Matter of fact, without saying names, you guys, you already know what I'm talking about when I, when I read this off real quick. So uh, where is it at? Screenshots. No, it's the wrong screenshots. Ah, uh, here we go. Okay. No, 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 no. Oh crap! I thought I had it. Okay, so basically, this guy's public defender died. He died, and they pushed the case back to give the new public defender time to get caught up to, to speed with the case his trial is set for may there's literally next month okay so um this guy who's been all over the place you know he goes to dead man's stores and you know he's an anti-vaxxer right he's one of those type of guys he's connected to the nation so yeah this guy goes to trial next month for what are these charges? Um, fraud. What kind of fraud? What is it? Is welfare fraud? And I had a list. I had a whole list here set up, guys. I promise you I did. And now I just can't find it for whatever reason. Hilarious. Okay, so basically, welfare fraud. Okay, in a, in a nutshell, they were recruiting high school students, right? Under the guise of they needed rehabilitation, drug rehabilitation, these kids didn't have any issues with drugs. And they were billing Medi-Cal, right, for services rendered. On top of that, they were selling fake Section 8 vouchers. Okay? Now, I don't understand how this guy and his family 
have been able to keep this basically quiet for so long when he's clearly out in front of everybody to see, you know, for the last six months, that's all I've seen. I've seen this guy on Corey Holcomb's show. I've seen this guy on, um, on, uh, brother Rich's show. This dude is everywhere. And yet he has this pending legal case, which is not something serious, serious, but it's still to the point where you were defrauding the people, right? And you put on this pristine image, you talk and speak really well, and yet you got this case over your head that you have yet to answer for. And no one has just like, hey, what's what, wait, why are we propagating this dude again? Why is he in our face every week, every two days, every three days? I don't care about you talking about the vaccinations. I don't care about you talking about the medical uh, m- militia laws that got coming out. That means nothing because, oh, oh, he was on the, on the wake up. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Um, Once again, I'm not saying this dude's name, but you know what, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and you know what's funny? My my sister, my sister out out in Cali, she's cool with the nigga, and she was like, "I didn't know, right?" So now that we all know, I'm waiting for somebody to, to press this dude and ask him the real questions. Like, nigga, you out here defraud? Here's my thing. I get it. People commit crimes, I, and if you're sincere, you repent and you make up for your crimes. You don't commit crimes anymore. Listen, all my dirt. 17 years ago, okay? I'm not talking five years ago. not even talking 10 years. My shit's 17 years old, all right? So clearly, I learned my lesson. Clearly, I, I said, you know what? I'm not built for prison. I'm not built for that shit. I'm not built for, for grimy shit. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not built to be a criminal, okay? Clearly, I'm not built to be a criminal. How is it this man and, and, and his ilk are out here propagating themselves in a, a morally upstanding conscious light right and presenting themselves as morally conscious upstanding people but you just, you're still you're out here committing like your crimes are like three three or four years old and your family has a history of defrauding the people so you are a criminal you're not sincere about wanting what's best for the people. You are a full-fledged criminal. You know, if you're repentant and you're remorseful, you know, the, I guess I can only speak for myself. I'd be, I'd be the first one like, look, yeah, I did this a long time ago. I learned my lesson. I won't do it again. That's how I would do it. I would get out in front of this shit and be like, look, man, I own it. I did it. But this guy and his ilk they come across like they've never done anything wrong. Like, dude, you're fighting a case. You don't think we're not going to find out the end result of this case? And like I said, the reason why I didn't know it, it, I thought it was resolved because this was from last year. And until someone had told me what what, what really happened, now I understand why it kind of went away and and it died down. Okay, because now that he goes to trial next month. Now, I'm sure he's not going to do no, no jail time. I'm sure he's going to pay a fine and do some probation, whatever the case may be. But this is our fault as a people because y'all keep putting bums like 
you know, say bump people like him in, in, in positions of power and put him on a pedestal and you don't hold anybody accountable and you don't ask questions. This is our fault. Now, you already know how the, the game goes when you start seeing a motherfucker in your face on TV every day, every other day, something is not right. Okay. His growth is not organic. You didn't hear this dude. You didn't hear about this dude five years ago, 10 years ago. You know, at least I can say with the elders like Phil and Panic and, and Asir, you've seen their growth. You heard of these guys 10 years ago, 15 years ago. They've been putting in work. What work has he been putting in? His daddy been putting in work for, for the other religion. His daddy's a worker. He's, you know, crooked or not, but the mama been doing fleece stuff. But where's his work at? I didn't hear, I never heard about this dude until maybe two years ago. Two years ago. I'm being generous when I say that. I never heard of this dude in, uh, up until then. Never. So, um, I'm going to need y'all, us, as a people, to, to stop wanting to put everybody as the Masonic, the, the Messiah. And then and then, and then I remember I, I was looking, uh, watching the funeral again. This nigga YG called Nipsey Hussle Black Jesus. I'm so done with this, this with these rap niggas. Did he really call Nipsey Hussle Black Jesus? Like, <laughs> are we that desperate for a Messiah? So basically, black folk can't function on their own they have to have be told what to do they need a leader to tell them what to do because that's what that sounds like this is what your celebrities are telling you y'all can't function on your own y'all need somebody to tell y'all what to do and how to live your life right so i got a dissenter in the chat let me say let me see what he says he says but does his past actions take away from what he speaks listen man if a snake if a scorpion tells you hey man two plus two equals four it's the truth but it's still a goddamn scorpion. Okay? That's, that's not truth. That means he's right. Right? If I give you a correct statement, if I give you a truthful statement, that means nothing. Because you're still, your, <laughs> your spirit ain't right. Okay? It's because the nigga tells me, hey, look both ways before you cross the street. Does that make... <laughs> Him right and exact. I don't understand. Y'all need to separate this logic from whatever emotions you. A broken clock is right twice a day. Oh, we got a call in the line. Oh, call. call what's, what's happening? What's going on? Hey, this is Starface. This is the timekeeper. My, my, my man, go in, brother. Go in. Okay. Well, first, got a little lighthearted. So, you know, I just got signed by uh, Paisley Records, you know, Princess Company. Yeah. So, have you ever heard of the most famous Minnesota rapper, 50 Tyson? Yes. Okay. So, me and 50 Tyson is making an old, oldie standby. And do you remember the hit song from the 80s called Jesus Was My Is My Nigga? Yeah. So, we will be making that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing around. I'm just messing around. Let's get into it. So, uh, one thing we all have to know is, is the word neoliberalism. And what neoliberalism is, <laughs> I'm watching your TV show. But what neoliberalism is, it's a constant state of war. 
capital has to be produced or, or moved by constant state of wars. And that's what we're in. And all the murdering done in Mexico is done by the CIA in the Mexican army. There are no drug cartels. There's, there's two books, um, Cocaine Politics and the book under that name. There are no uh, Mexican cartels. And so we've been being lied to. Now, we talked about this before. You, you brought up the, the part about Pat Tillman and how they're guarding the poppy field. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that 90% of all the heroin that comes into this country is coming from Afghanistan. And, you know, Trump is sitting there talking about, you know, stopping heroin coming from Mexico. Well, name one dealer that wants heroin from Mexico. They don't want it. Nobody, so right. It's just not the way the, the world goes. Yeah. And so all that destruction and death down there is done by the government. And so the, the, what happens is, is the individual police force and armies are actually, you know, the, the states down there. You know, they control the states and they control the poppy fields. And so that's what, you know, when you hear this, keep that in mind, you know. And then another thing is, you know, America was once a brown continent and they're afraid of that happening again. Mm-hmm. And that's one reason why they want to keep America out of America. But, but I want to uh, get into a little bit of... Uh, um, I don't think I, I said this about uh, Flat Earth. So this this is what I want to say. So in Flat Earth, like if you look at a carousel, we see just the plastic horses. They see the cartoons. They see holograms. And just as we can get on the plastic horses, they can get on the holograms. And we don't see that. But if I didn't mention this before, this is what I want to mention is I was able to go through archives and see people in true Flat Earth don't have any concept of rounder. I've looked through files and files and they have no concept. And so like when you hear brothers like Brother Sanchez talk about flat earth, well, the people that are true flat earthers don't have a concept of round earth. And so if they have a concept of round earth, you have to guess that because the people at flat earth don't. Again, Wreck-It Ralph, the new ninja movie, when they build stuff and you see the numbers, mm. again, that, that, that's a flat earth kind of thinking. Um, and there is a movie um, I want to share with people. Um, again, a dark song. All you occult people out there, go see a dark song. If, if you are a true occultist and you want to see how this stuff is done, see a dark song. Uh, the ne- next movie is called, let me get this right, um, The Tangent Room. The Tangent Room is another one. And what it talks about is is, is bubbles. Is, is reality bubbles coming together. And it's not just like right now, we, we, we most people are given like a dual, you know, kind of thing, a dual reality. But this talks about, you know, several parallel realities um, and, and so, uh, coming together. And that, that uh, we're getting, it appears like we're getting close to that. So a tangent room is a good room to, to look at as far as trying to understand how all these realities um, are coming together and smashing together. And then my next thing is, is the one thing you can look at, like you see women my age, their shapes aren't as nice. I mean, it's just, it's just obvious. Their shapes aren't as nice. But if you look at when, when Title IX came in, you know, you can see young women today. I would say women like from 40 on down. You can see the difference in their shapes today mm-hmm. because of Title IX. You know, you've got almost four generations. But again, you know, they didn't expect that women like Robin Roberts would, you know, gain this. That, 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 that women that are really dudes would be raised as girls. Brittany Grimer, I mean, it, you know, the track, we talked about the track people. Mm-hmm. If they take the, the, the 
hormones. We didn't see that that Title IX was going to benefit them. We didn't see that part. And I, I didn't see the end game either. And see, that's, that's the whole thing. And just like we talked about before with the LBGT community and then this pedophilia, they did not see the end game being the pedophilia. And they can't separate themselves no matter what. And then you've got all these states and countries lowering the ages again uh, of, of being able to abuse children. Yeah, I mean... No, no, no. I mean, please, by all means, yeah, wax poetic, bro. Go ahead. Yeah. And so that's one thing that, you know, this Title IX helped them as well. You know, Robert Roberts, Robert Roberts is just a little younger than me. And so you can see the generations. And like, if any of you watch the Final Four women's basketball, I mean, it is, oh, like there, one reporter said, there are no women's sports anymore. Wow. And you just like, look at that. Look at the new headphones with the beat headphones, and you seeing Sabrina in there. You seeing the little girl that's the the, the Olympic girl. Yeah, I just seen that earlier today at the gym. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you know, again, where are the women's sports? They're just not there anymore. Um, the, the funniest one is the women pilots. You ever seen the Air Force Air Force? Air Force, Air Force I seen that. Doing, like, yeah. Yeah. And look at the one in the middle, but if you look at the ones on both sides of her, and it's like, wait a minute now, I thought that it's against the rules for them to be in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's not. Because all this, because then it's colonels. That lady in the middle, I believe she's a colonel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously it's not. They're they're still in there. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's not as, uh, it's not as, uh, oh, oh, let me give everybody, let me give y- uh, y'all some things to look up. So casual boundaries. Um, entertainment influation, microflips, bubble collusion, stable singularity. These are all, uh, I know I'm, I'm kind of jumping, but these are all um, um, quantum kind of ideas. And so just trying to understand some ways of, 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 of what's around us and what could be colliding. You know, but these kind of things are things for people to study. And so I wanted to get that out there. Cool. And so that's, that's all I have, brother. You know, uh, oh, let, let me say this. So, so I missed it when we was talking about your campaign. Let, let me say this about that. I had women both times come to me, and, you know, they was being taken advantage of. And so they, they came to me. And it wasn't like, you know, I went to a bus station and saw a little girl shivering and hungry. <laughs> that just, I, that never happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't into it like that. But women actually came to me and was like, we need help doing this, doing this. And then, again, what's the end game? It's just like anybody out there hustling. You've got to have an end game. You know, you have to know why you're doing something and what you're going to benefit. It was like my other part of hustling. I knew I'm going to do this so I can buy a house. And so as, as you guys are out there, have what, 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 are, what are you going to do once you get what your goal is? What, what, you've got to have a start and a finish. And so you can't just be out there. You know, like a lot of rappers, like a lot of kids, you was talking about people getting signed. They don't see that the end game for them of success is going to mean that they're going to have a date with numerology attached to when they die mm-hmm. or, or a, a event attached to when they die. And that's what a lot of people don't get. It. Oh, and I want to say one more thing. Um, I saw, have you ever seen any, any 5G experiments or, or the 5G experiments done? Have you watched any of that yet? I've seen a couple, and then I've seen there's one city where everyone is pretty much getting sick they, um, off a 5G tower around in, in, their, in their city. So I've seen a couple of them. 
um, during the Final Four two weeks ago, uh, I was down um, downtown in Minneapolis where they were having all the activities, and they did a experiment, and they showed what one move, one phone he downloaded a movie, one movie, and then he had another phone where he downloaded like four hundred movies, mm-hmm. at the, and it took the same amount of time. Yeah, but they say that five G can't penetrate traits through walls; it has to have line to line sight. And so they're going to have to put down near a telephone pole outside of your window, so your five they like it can't go through walls, and so that's that's the problem they're going to have with it. But why would you want to have all that microwave outside of your window or very close to you just to make your speech faster? And so I would say beware of that. It just doesn't sound like that's going to be healthy for us. Well, that reminds me of the other uh, the power lines. Uh, the, I mean, the real big power lines they used to have. Nowadays, it's like you travel, you don't see them as much. But I remember when I was younger, you see the power. I mean, like not like the wooden poles, but the big metals with the three or four prongs on it, and it just stretches for miles and miles. And uh, you know, those old those little small towns and cities where people are all developing cancer because of the power lines. Yeah. You see people, uh, you know, like you, you see the big uh, neighborhood power grid, like you know, yeah, like you're talking about where all of them are together, yeah. And then you see homes around this stuff. I saw the up one the other day, trailer parks across the street, and it's like it's just so sad. It's like I volunteer um, um, and giving food to, to homeless people and the needy, mm-hmm. and it's like they give them all this wheat, and it just blows my mind that they give all these poor people this wheat, and, mm-hmm. you know. Not just considering the people that have glucose or what is it? Uh, yeah, glucose tribal problems with it from the wheat, but it's like it's, normal, healthy people don't eat that stuff, and so they give it to the poor, which is kind of sad. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. They take advantage of it. Yeah, that's crazy. That, that's something that I, I thought was like, damn. That's crazy. That is really crazy. Well, that's all I have, brother. You know, support always. Um, you look good, brother. I'm glad you're doing your thing. So thank you for giving me this time. I appreciate it. Oh, always. You got it, big dog. You got it. All right, brother. Talk yes, sir. Later. Peace. Yes, sir. That's my spiritual big homie, Tom Keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm going I'm to I'm do a little quick quick rant real quick. Um, my, my final rant for the night. Do not date a witch. Okay, do not date a witch. And I want to give you my reasons for to not date a witch. And I mean, not just I mean, a very powerful uh, woman light worker that, you know, can clearly manifest things at the drop of a hat. You know, she's really in her shit. I don't mean this is a bad thing. What I'm saying is she's still a woman. Okay. Um, why I'm saying this is because I get it. Every man needs a seer, right? An advisor, counsel, preferably from a woman. Okay. This is why I tend to surround myself with women because, um, I, I hold their advice, uh, you know, near and dear, right? Because a woman's going to, no one can check you like a woman, especially a woman that cares about you. You know, whether it's family or friends, whatever the case may be. But they ain't a witch. There's pros and cons to, to that. Now, if you're going to pursue a relationship with the witch, 
you had better be um, just as equally powerful as she is. Okay, your magic game had better be on point. Okay, because if you break this woman's heart, I promise you she will send forces after you. And I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not trying to make light of the situation. I'm not trying to. Make, this is not jokey jokey. Ha ha ha. No 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 no. If you just imagine you break a woman, a regular woman's heart. You know what she do? Bust out your car windows, slash your tires, key key shit. That's regular women shit. A witch. She listen. This there's some shit that she can conjure that you have no idea. You can't even fathom. You know, and um, I, unless you're going to flat out marry this woman and have a family with this woman, um, and and if you're one of those guys that say, "Oh, you know, she does what she does. I'm just a regular guy. I just like I just like her." But yeah, she's a witch, and it's like I dream of genie, right? Oh, I dream of genie. And you know, she was a genie and the major. He was like, Look, I don't do all I don't do all this magical shit, you know, or or bewitched, right? Darren. What what happened with Darren? Darren caught hell from his mother-in-law, right? The, the mother-in-law didn't like Darren. She would turn this motherfucker into a cat. She would do things to Darren. And then old girl had to come behind the mama and fix the shit. And he's like, What is what? You know, he had to deal with two damn witches. <laughs> I'm saying is this. She may be a witch. She may be a good hearted person, may have your best interest. And in, 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 but at the end of the day, at her core base, she is a woman. OK, she's to be handled or no, no, I don't know. It's a handle. She is to be dealt with. Um, with care. Right. Because a woman like that generally cares and will pour her her entire self into you until she has nothing left and god forbid if you don't return a favor or you misuse what she gives you she will give you the seven levels of hell and no one can help you okay i know it's sexy and i was like oh yeah man she be doing all this extra shit she be doing the little the, the, she be burning shit man she be drawing a little shit on the walls and shit yeah it's all sexy I, listen i've been there done that okay the witch thing is really sexy. The whole, um, uh, what, 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 what am I looking for? All that shit is, is, is sexy. It's, especially if she's a good looking woman, right? And you know her, her shit's popping and she's teaching you things. She's making you read different books about the occult and all that. And she getting you into your shit and y'all practice together, breathing techniques and manifesting together and how to hold your, your ejaculations, all that, that, all that beautiful shit. All of it's beautiful. Got a oh, okay. Caller's on the line. All right. Caller, what's happening? Hey, what's up, bro? The, listen, the Grand Inquisitor himself, brother. We're going to do the show. I promise you that. I, I know that. It's just, it's just crazy, man. It's crazy. The great, that's what, what, you, what you were speaking on it. I know you, I know you probably heard me And that's crazy. But that's 90%. 
you know, other people walking the planet because most people fall under one. These Catholics, Christians, Lutherans, you know, Mormon, Latter-day Saints, you know what I mean? Southern Baptists. Dude, how about do the right thing? How about that? Can we can we go with that? Yeah. But, uh, hey, and um, somebody was asking on there, and, and I, I was trying, I, it went by about the, you, when you, you always just talking about the, uh, the, uh, the power lines, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, high voltage power lines. Yeah. Because we have them out there from us. Well, what it is, anything that puts off a, a 60 cycle field uh, uh, emits a hum. Right. Okay. That's right. That's right. why you can hear your refrigerator. Uh, um, that's why you can hear your refrigerator because it, it, it's revolving. Now, what it is, with that, if you also look at high voltage lines at night, uh, if you look close to the conductor, you'll see a slight glow. Mm-hmm. But that's the, but that's from the that's from the flow of current. And I tell people too, notice that high current lines don't rust. And the reason they don't rust is because of the current. Mm-hmm. That, six, that, that 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 alternating current at sixty hertz will keep anything. It, it will uh, it will keep uh, 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 water for, keep anything from oxidizing on it. You, there is no oxidation. It's unlike you'll never see. You'll never see a uh, energized magnet rust. Here we go again. Sixty hertz. Yeah. Okay. It won't rust. Right. You can leave it on the water. It won't rust. Interesting. Science. It's science. But uh, and the reason they put them underground was because of the uh, but number one being sightly, uh, uh, gangly, sightly, uh, um, easily damaged by storms because most of the time. You notice most of the time in tornado areas, like I am in Texas, they didn't start putting them underground. Mm-hmm. Those tornadoes ain't gonna stop. Right. You ain't gonna make it tornado proof. Yeah. <laughs> Man, bruh, ain't nothing tornado proof. You know what I'm saying? But uh, um, but nothing, nothing around here. Now, you know, we go up to Minot, North Dakota. You know them. You know them silos is tornado proof, right? They're everything proof. But uh, I know you know that already. But uh, uh, DC current don't work. Uh, DC current is still rust. Uh, eclectic Tyrone. Um, but bruh, we gotta do that thing. I ain't gonna poo poo it. But I just had to come when I heard you when I heard you say that part there and about the about the people and everything, man. You can throw up one false, throw in uh, throw these charlatans up. And one after another, and know what they say, bruh? You you heard it already. Hey, they fooled me again, but they waiting in line for the next one. Yeah. And then you behind whatever in this one. Hey, fooled me again. But then you in line for the next. Hey, he knocked up this one's wife, and this that now, dude. Uh, uh, look, and I'm gonna get out of here. Listen to this. This happened here, uh, not here in my town, but not far from here. Pastor of a church, right? Guy walks in Sunday, just walks in calmly. He's the deacon. He walked in during the middle of the sermon. Number one, he's late. He's like, where's the deacon? I don't know. He ain't answering his phone. We don't know what's happening with him. Walks in, right? Uh, during the middle of the sermon, pulls out a gun, shoots the pastor, kills him dead. Standing at the podium. Shot and killed him dead. Didn't move. Didn't run, didn't shoot nobody else, didn't do nothing. Okay? Um, went home, uh, went home. Now, here's the thing. 
this, this, the debauchery in a lot of these places is so bad. Dig this. The deacon had got divorced from his wife of X amount of years, right? Mm-hmm. She's a member of the church. The pastor was doing his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, it gets worse. That's not why he killed him. He killed them because that pastor impregnated his daughter. Mm, mm, mm. That was impregnated his daughter that he had with his ex-wife. Now, here they are, members of the church. So you screwing the ex-wife and you screwing my daughter. Mm. He shot and killed him dead. And and, uh, here's the thing. Now, that pastor's son stepped up and them same people filled them pews at that effing church. How the dude, the Grand Inquisitor is in full effect. (laughs) Theodore Dostoyevsky, them brothers Kalamazi, they got it. They had it figured out. (laughs) And you have to remember, they went by black people. No, they weren't. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you, hey, well, you know about the you know about the Orthodox Church of Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are ultra, ultra Orthodox. But uh, anyway, I'm out. We got to do that. This is we gonna tell it. Uh, truth teller said he got to be in on it. So oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Definitely. That. I want. I want to. I want to. Sh- how long do you think it's gonna take for them to shut us down? Oh, it, twenty minutes, if that. You know, twenty minutes. I, I definitely want to do that. I want. I want to do that with you guys sometime next week for sure. Like, I, I you're on my you're on my calendar. Like, I definitely want to get that 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 show would be ridiculous without question. Yeah, and I already know I'm gonna I'm gonna wind up uh, I'm gonna wind up chasing some folks off, but hopefully they have run off and run into a wall called reality and turn around and come back. Right. And do great, you know? <laughs> Hey, no, nah, man, my man, I appreciate you calling in as always. My man, my man, Nick Taylor. All right, bro. Yes, sir. All right. Bye. Yo, I want to thank uh, Nayoka. Hey, hey, she'll be online talking about do you want to see me pour syrup on my body? Cherish your queen. <laughs> Nayoka, you stupid. Thank you for a super chat. Yo, you know what? To piggyback off Nick's uh, story, there's another story where there was a pastor and his wife and his mistress comes to the house, shoots the pastor dead. And, and it was a big brouhaha. The cops had been called. She was trying to reload the gun to kill his wife and the cops had bust in and, and, and took her uh, into custody. You know what? Black Christians, man, a whole nother level of, mental illness insanity that i don't i don't even i don't will never understand um and and like he said you know they'd be back in the in the church even giving more money than than the week before so um oh my god between religion and the crack era i don't know which is done okay between civil rights 
religion, and the crack era. <laughs> I think that's the three-headed, that's the high, that's the Ghidorah, the three-headed Ghidorah that has pretty much rendered us useless as a people, a non-threat as a people. And, um, you know, we have all heard the stories of pastors impregnating um, young, young uh, women in the church and the underage girls and you know, that no one burns the church down. They're back the next week like nothing happened. I mean, you know, Eddie Long. Eddie Long's church is still thriving. And that man left the history and legacy of deviation and, and abomination. But it is what it is. Um, wow. I want to thank everybody that called in. Um, Timekeeper, Nick. Um, everybody in the chat that's been... um engaging and i hope you guys took away something from what i said all the science shit about the double slit theory i know it's like what a science class dude i know but if you can find interest in it trust me the whole quantum thing it will be uh it will be affecting your lives pretty soon on some level shape form or fashion so you might as well learn to embrace it even try to understand it to get a basic gist of what the quantum realm and quantum mechanics uh and quantum physics what that all entails and how that would affect you because it will affect you. If not you, definitely your kids. So um, I think that's pretty much it. I'm going to wrap this show up well, four minutes early. I, I think I can do that. Yeah. So I'm going to get out of here. I'm sorry for the long hiatus, guys. I'm glad you guys are all with me hanging out like we always do. This is a family thing. And um, we're going to do this again. Um, we will be taking a, a, a summer hiatus. Um, so I don't know when you have to ask Cindy about that. She's on the wake up radio in the chat. If you see the, her, uh, her, her login symbol, whatever. So I'm not sure when the hiatus starts, but if I'm, if I'm back in two weeks, I'll be here. If not, you know, it'd be like our summer vacation for the most part. But once again, you guys, everybody stay vigilant, love and like to everybody. And uh, I'll see you guys soon. All right. Peace. Cool. <laughs> 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 oh, no. <laughs> In a minute, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, yeah, that's so true. So true. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I hear you. Okay. Okay. My man, all right, you have a good night. Okay, peace. Hey, yeah, okay, my bad, everybody. So, yeah, um, yeah, that was that good show. I think it was a good show um long-winded but i mean the topic i think it applies but you know i try i try to uh bring things that that apply to to our lives so um hidden gifts yes i've been accused of being a a wizard and a warlock um i've been told i have latent abilities and i just be like okay you know because um certain certain Women have said, you know, yeah, bro, I, I think you be on some shit low key. You just don't be telling about. I'm like, no, I really don't be only like that. I, I, I don't practice like I should. So, um, nah, not like that. Um, with that being said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold you guys. I'm gonna get out of here because I gotta go to work in the morning, and I know some of you guys gotta go to work in the morning as well. So once again, I thank everybody for hanging out. Um, not nah, nothing wrong with listen. There's nothing wrong with being um, a wizard, warlock, shaman, as long as you, it's your intent. Everything is based like me and Timekeeper have always said. Everything is based on intent, you know. Um, but as far as the dating a witch thing, man, listen. Um, if your intentions are not pure with that woman, you will you will suffer greatly, immensely. So before you you get involved with a woman like that, like a, a light worker or just a worker, period. Um, please make sure your intentions are good and pure because that woman, if it ain't, man, if you break her heart, don't, don't come on my show. Come and slide, man. Help me, man. Man. She, you know, I woke up with spiders in my bed. Slide. No, obviously I can't help you. Don't be like slide, man. I know you know some people that can help. Nope. 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 We're not in that beef. We're not in that beef. <laughs> so don't, don't, don't email me talking about slide, man. Let me tell you what happened. No, 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 no. What had happened was you fucked up. <laughs> this Ryan, you stupid as Hennessy no areolas. What the fuck? <laughs> so <laughs> and I see you. You know what? Let me let me let me get y'all shout outs real quick. Cause I ain't done that all night, and I'm sorry. Uh Prince O'Mill, your crazy ass. He said 50 Tyson need a bit when he talk. Curly, Miss <laughs> Naya Bumbaclat, my man Mac, form runner. Form runner, I hope you noticed you 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 were the insp- inspiration for tonight's show. I gave you a shout out in the beginning of the show, bro. So I hope you caught it. Um, Ryan, Glorious, my man Nick, aka the Piranha, addressing the masses. Um, Wrath the Rage, Shogun, hey. Uh, is that everybody? Is that everybody? It's my usual suspects. Flossie, what's happening? Joseph, what's happening? Stefan, yes, sir. Um, hidden gifts. Hey, uh, let me see. Genesis. Hey, Raheem. Hey, <laughs> I think I got everybody. Oh, Dinga. Hey, <laughs> I got everybody. AW. Hey, my mother was a closeted witch, and oh my god. Oh, you got stories, huh? I understand. I understand. Shogun. Hey, cupcakes. Hey, 
Oh, I was involved with the warlock one time. Didn't know it until my late mama gave you the game. Yes, yeah, real shit. Originally me. Hey, can a woman be a witch and not know it? Um, hmm. Uh, she could be latent, right? And uh, she could have. Oh, hey, 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 let me say this: if she's manifesting things, if she just can't figure out why this thing's always going in her favor, um, she may overlook it and just think it's you know divine gifts or whatever the case may be so it's possible they they don't they don't know what they're not cognizant of what they're doing or what they are it, it's possible it's possible um so yeah i think i got everybody all my usual suspects your grandmother was a healer that's what's up oh yo the song um eric erica badu the healer i love that song that's a great song like Erica Badu told you flat out, like if you had any questions about Erica Badu, go listen to the healer because she broke it down. Even though I still think, um, I still think Erica is somewhat straddling the fence because you can't be in this industry as long as she has, and she's had decent success. But some I don't know, man. And I just look at all the men she's dealt with and how they've been after her. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. But hey, it is what it is. Um, so yeah. American India, hey. No, they, they ain't got me yet, bro. They ain't got me. Rico Rich, my man, it's been a minute. It's all good. It's all good. I see you. I see you. You collected Tyrone. Hey, what's happening? Um, I think that's it. Almighty Justice, hey. All right, all right. I got everybody. I got everybody. Right? Hidden gifts, I got you. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna get out of here. Iron Five, my man, a hundred grand. That's my guy right there. Oh, look, it's Cindy, y'all, on the wake up radio. What's she talking about? Fuck, she talking about night, y'all. <laughs> Driving back to Queens, night, y'all. <laughs> and I look forward. Um, yeah. So Thursday night, I'm um go see Endgame. I'm gonna come back home. It's going to be a late-ass live stream. I don't expect none of you guys to be up. I'm going to do it regardless. I'm going to break the shit down as best as I can and give out all the fucking, you know, I do with the spoilers and shit. Um, and I'll put that on my movie review channel as well. So with that being said, you guys get out of here, go get some sleep. And once again, thank you for hanging out with me. And we'll do this again real, real soon. You guys have a good night. Peace.